Hello everyone, welcome to Jolly Old England, and it's another episode of The Reprisoner. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined by your friend and mine, Molly. Hey, hi, it's me, Molly. Uh, we got Luke with us. I was trying to figure out some kind of joke about, like, let me tell you a, a bedtime story about a podcast I recorded one time. I didn't get it together <laughs> fast enough. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're also here with our uh, good friend, Death. <laughs> Oh. Who now is a hot lady. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's her. Uh-huh. Wrong podcast. You're thinking of Eidolon. Right. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah. What are you talking about? The hot well, lady the and that one is luck, on not death. Yeah, same thing. Um, yeah, anyway, hey, everybody. Uh, we are almost done with the show. Um, we are. <clears throat> want to do this housekeeping up top so I don't forget it. We are watching episode 15 right now. Obviously, you know this because you're listening to this podcast. Uh, but next week, we will be covering both halves of the finale. So episode 16 and 17. So if you're yeah. watching along, uh, we will be talking about both of those. Don't get mixed up. Um, double-decker episode. Double-decker episode. To, to honor the buses of this show's native land. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that. Um, Luke, what you been up to this week? What have I been up to this week? Uh, oh, right, Infinity Train is back. That show still fucking rules. Yeah, they their I need third to watch season. All of that show. Yeah, they're doing season three of Infinity Train. The way that show approaches like doing new seasons is great because it's always just here is a character from one episode of the previous season, and now just the entire season is about them and the characters from last time just aren't part of the story anymore. Like, that, nah, we saw them. Their story's over. Cool. Yeah. Like, in season one, there's an episode where, like, the teen girl protagonist, like, meets her own reflection. It's like a pl- world where, like, her reflection in the mirror comes to life and doesn't want to be her reflection anymore. And she's mm-hmm. like, all right, I'll, I'll set you free. And that's just how that episode ends. And then season two starts, and now her reflection is the main character of the show. Oh. Yeah. And uh, then during that season, there is one episode where they meet, like, a gang of, like, fascist teenagers. Uh, uh-huh. And now it's a show about the fascist teenagers getting their shit ruined and having to learn to stop being little fascist shitheads. Okay. So, good show. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I, every time I talk to you about it is usually when they, you telling me to watch it, which I still should do. Yeah. Uh, or you saying, I don't know if they need to make a second season to this, and then going, well, the second season they made was great! Yeah, so. like, season one felt like a totally self-contained story, like, yeah, they really don't... I mean, I'll watch more, I guess, but they're they're done. And then I watched season two, like, oh, no, this is just, like, for as much as I like season one, this is way better. Um, but now they're definitely done. They really don't need to make more of this. And then, <laughs> as soon as they said what season three was gonna be about, I'm like, oh, okay, fuck me, you guys are smarter than I am. <laughs> Clearly, you know how to make a good TV show. Uh, but now I'm sure they're totally done, and they don't need to make another one. Yeah, <laughs> I did see the showrunner of it on Twitter being like, "Hey, we all really want to keep making Infinity Train like indefinitely, but people For need Infinity. To, people please need to watch it, or else they're not going to hire us to do anymore." Yeah, because now it's all on HBO Max and not on TV. Oh. Yeah. But here's what I'm going to say. By the time people are listening to this, uh, the re- the end of the season will go up on HBO Max the following Thursday. Get the fucking free trial, binge watch Infinity Train, and then cancel your subscription. 
Give there them the viewership go. numbers. Yeah. Doesn't cost any money. Just do it. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, what else did I do? I mean, I've been playing more Bloodborne, but I, we've talked about Bloodborne enough, I think. You're at the end of the DLC. I'm basically at the end of the game completely. Yeah. Like, I'm on the last boss of the DLC. I could go fight the last boss of the main game, or I could go fight, like, the secret super hard boss in the church. The fucking, what's her name, Ibriatus? Ibri- I don't know about that one. Uh, she's the one, you know, like, that garden that's full of aliens that you fight? Yeah. And then once you're done there, you can, like, break a window and go in, and there's, oh, like, Oh, was a- that a secret? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. Uh, she sucks, so you, you're you good having missed her. No, I found her, and I won. Oh, alright, well. That's why I didn't, th- I didn't think it was a secret. I thought it was obvious. I mean, she's off, like, that part's not part of the critical path or anything. You yeah. have to find a, like, secret key in kind of a weird spot and then break a random window. That's fair. Like, yeah. Uh, I beat her when I played that game in, like, 2015 or whatever, but I remember just fucking tearing my hair out over it. Uh, so I haven't tried her yet. Yeah. You're good at it now, though. I'm better at it, and also I've played the DLC, so my level's way higher than it would have been when I tried this last time. DLC's pain in the ass. DLC's hard. It's hard. I'm at the end of it. I fought the cool lady with the swords that she stabs herself with. Yeah, everybody's really horny for her. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah. Well, especially because she's the, I mean, fucking the German is also horny for her because he made a fucking sex doll based on her. That's true. Yeah. I like that on the wiki, it's like, some speculate that the doll might be related to Lady Marie. I'm like, it's the same character model. What the fuck are you doing? (laughs) I love wiki, like, passive voice. Yeah. Like, we cannot say that something is obviously something unless it is explicitly stated Dedu- in the fiction. <laughs> Deductive reasoning is illegal. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay, you know, at least the wiki I just found for Bloodborne does not actually have that. I feel like I have read that kind of shit about the doll, though. But this is just, oh yeah, the doll's based on Lady Maria, so fair enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think the main thing I did this week was I finished reading Breaking Dawn... And therefore, the entire Twilight Saga. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, how do you feel? Congratulations. Uh, well, first of all, Ashley, you did lie to me. Oh, did I? Yeah, that thing about like him just having some some sperm left over from when he was human is not true. Oh, I thought it... Well, I, I lied to myself then, <laughs> Maybe too. that's what's true in the movies. Maybe. But in the book... No- yeah, I, I yeah. only watched the movies past the first one. That's fair. Uh, yeah, because the like pl- the finale of the book hinges on them finding a vampire who's had a bunch of kids. Oh, okay. So, yeah, in the movies, they only had one kid. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, that... Okay. That book, huh? <laughs> I yeah. don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Well, all right, Molly. I mean, how how much do you know about the the world of Twilight? Uh, very little. Okay, you know that you know there's like werewolves. Yeah. Yeah, wereboys. Um, yeah. do you, do you know like how they're like? Do you know about imprinting? Yeah, I, well, I know all the okay. gross shit. Yeah. All right, that's what I was trying to get around to. Okay. If we needed to. Yeah, I know all the gross <laughs> shit. But yeah, he just decides to date a baby. Pervert. That's no good. Pervert yeah, man. And he, 
Uh huh. The word. The worst part is that she only gets mad when he gives the baby a nickname. Oh, no, she gets really mad about the whole thing. Well, yeah, but, like, again, like, maybe this is just another movie thing, but, like, the first thing that she said is, like, you'd, like, nickname my baby Nessie? That definitely happens, but in the book, at least, it is, like, everyone is trying to figure out, because she's a brand new vampire, and brand new vampires are very emotional and hard to, like, have no self-control, because they're just, like, murder (laughs) monsters, they're all trying to figure out how to explain the situation to her without her killing him immediately. And she... Yeah. I think she tries... Almost tries to anyway. That... The name of that baby is also a lot. Yeah, because her mom's the name's baby's Renee, name? and Edward's mom's name is Esme, and she just mushed them together. It's no good. What? <laughs> yeah. Renesme. Renesme is, is the baby's name. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. All right. And then, because she's half vampire, she ages super rapidly, and she's going to be oh, a full-grown no. adult by the time she's seven years old. Yeah. And, and then uh, the werewolf will date her. Yep. Bro, this she's seven. cool. Yep. Well, yeah, but she's going to also have, like, the intelligence and maturity of an adult. She's already, like, preternaturally no, smart as a toddler. No, uh-huh. Yeah. That's not how it works. Uh-huh. No, it's have not you, good. Have you seen Have you seen the the baby doll that they use in the movies? No. Oh god, yeah, we got to show you what Renesmee looks like in the movies. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, why is she a fish? <laughs> I don't know what they did or why they did it. <laughs> That's also not the extremely funny but also extremely creepy bit where uh, Jacob locks eyes with the baby for the first time. Yes. The baby looks, is CGI looks at him. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my god. But, okay, here's the other thing about that book, though. Other than this shit and, like, someone should just punch me in the face for trying to be like, yeah, but other than this, but other than this, <laughs> book's kind of fun. Sure, yeah. Dracula shows up. You Wait, for real? Yeah, Dracula shows up in Twilight at the end. Shouts out to Dracula. Because the bad guys are, like, Italian vampires that are, like, implied to be, like, <laughs> from ancient Rome. <laughs> the, <laughs> they're vampires from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Golden Wind. Yeah, yes, 100%. It's the Pillar Men. <laughs> uh, but then, like, then they're gonna have to like confront them, and then Dracula and Dracula's boyfriend show up, and they're both like, "We fucking hate those guys. We'll help you." <laughs> Impeccable impression, Luke. <laughs> Um, they don't say Dracula, they say, oh, uh, hello, I'm Vladimir, and this is Stefan. (laughs) But that's clearly Dracula. They also mention that they're from Romania. It's supposed to be Dracula. Yeah, it is. Oh, that's Uh, great. Right? (laughs) Yeah, no. I I remember, other than the shit you said, really enjoying that last movie. Yeah, I... We tried... We tried to watch New Moon together, me and Chelsea, and Chelsea got about five minutes into it before she couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) 
Part of also is because, like, they're, like, gathering a group of people to, like, fight the Italian vampires. Right. And so it's, like, the fucking X-Men or something. Yeah, 100%. Because, <laughs> like, different, like, versions of vampires have different powers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea said to specify that she was kicking the furniture five minutes into New Moon. <laughs> <laughs> And I know in the book they just talk it out, right? Uh, they do just talk it out, yeah. And I have seen clips from Breaking Dawn where they're, like, in a big, cool fight. So I yes. kind of was a little let down that that doesn't happen. Yeah, so in the movie, that whole big fight happens. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a lot of cool stuff. There's one of the Italian vampires, as he is about to get torn apart, he just goes, Finally! <laughs> and I like that. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But then, like, it is revealed that it is, like, the dude, the head of the Italian vampire, his power is that he can, like, use other people's powers. Oh, oh weird. Oh, he's okay. got the sharing gone. That's weird, because that's not what it is in the books. Maybe, like, or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it's just Alice, Alice's power, and she can, you know, see the future. Oh, what it is, he can read minds, kind of like Edward, so that's he can it. see the future by reading her mind while she's seeing the future. Yes, and so that's what happens, and it shows that no matter, that whole fight happens, and then it zooms out, and it's just all of something that she's showing showing him, and oh. says, like, listen, even if you try to fuck with us, we are going to kill you. Oh, uh, okay. See, yeah, the book ends with, she, Alice, like, left, and they're like, oh no, she's abandoned us, because she saw the future and saw that we couldn't win, oh no. Uh, yeah, and they you know they gather up all their vampire friends and everything, and it's not gonna matter. They're about to fight, and then Alice shows up and be like, "Oh hey, here's this kid that uh, is also like a human babe vampire hybrid. His dad just goes around fucking people to make more hybrids. So you know we didn't break any rules. Bye." And then the the Volturi are just like, "Oh okay, well." Sorry, shit. I'm just thinking about a vampire Prius now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I load on electricity and blood. <laughs> the, uh, Renesmee explains that uh, she can subsist on both blood and food, but all food to her is like gross vegetables. Oh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You look great. Some, you lose some. Uh... Yeah, also, Dakota Fanning plays one of the Italian vampires in the movie. Oh, yeah, she plays oh, right. uh, uh, Jane, right? The little girl vampire? Yeah. yeah. And she does get ripped apart by werewolves in the movie. Bummer. Nice. Well, because Jane's thing is that anyone near her just feels like she can just turn on all the pain receptors in your body, so you just are in agony. I said I've already been there. It's not special. <laughs> Uh, but Bella's thing is that all mental vampire powers don't work on her. So, oh. and that's what turns the tide of the fight and why they, like, don't attack. Because they're like, wait, fuck. Our entire strategy is just have Jane wreck everybody's shit and it doesn't work on her. Fuck, what do we do? Fuck. Uh, bye. <laughs> we gotta skedaddle out of here. <laughs> Me when anything goes slightly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> God. Also, that book has, like, 
a lot of that book is a birth scene, and it is a gross birth scene. Yeah? Just blood everywhere, all the time. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah. Not enjoyable. Yeah. Because, like, the Renesmee's, like, um, what do you call it? Like, her placenta is, like, made out of vampire skin, which is described as, like, stone. Oh. And and that's just insider, and that's not good. That seems bad. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. They have to, uh... Yeah. They have to, like, cut open Bella with vampire teeth and then cut through that with vampire teeth. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) And just everybody's bleeding everywhere. Well, just Bella's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Well, it turns into a horror story for a couple chapters. It sure sounds like it. Yeah. Every time the baby kicks, it, like, breaks her ribs. <laughs> I believe um, we discussed that last week. Probably. Yeah. All right. Well, Luke, thank you for the update. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Um, this was absolutely delightful. Uh, the most delightful accidental segment we've ever done. I'll say just real quick. I'll run them down. Twilight, I think that book's kind of boring, and I think Edward and Bella both suck. New yeah. Moon, they suck even harder. I hate that book. Fuck that book. Yeah. E- Eclipse, it's like, eh, alright, this is fine. And then Breaking Dawn, it's like, alright, you've decided to start having fun with this story you're writing, so that's cool. Yeah, you'll have to see that. You know, other than the, you know, pedophilia subplot. Right, that's not good. Yeah. That I don't love to see it. I don't no. love to see that. I hate Stephanie? to see that. Steph, what you doing? Steph? Why'd you write it that way, Stephanie? You fucking weirdo. What's wrong right, with anyway, you? Great. Uh, thank you, Luke. Um, You're Ashley, please take over for now because Luke has gone on for 20 minutes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's that fine. was great. It, it, was, it was needed. Yes, it's good. Um, I've just been playing a lot of more games. Uh... Well, what I'm fucking in... games? Sorry, someone like just yelled outside my Ooh. window. <laughs> um, so I I, pl- I forgot if I mentioned this, but I played and beat Rogue Legacy. Oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, Uno. Uh, which I had never done before, and I knew the new one was coming out, so I just like tried to... Like, oh, I'll get through... I'll play all of this in preparation for that. Uh, and I did. And... Also got the Tony Hawk Pro Skater demo. Yeah, it's still fucking. It's still. It's really good. And now they, we're fucking talking. They they fucking nailed it. They finally made a good one again. Yeah. Um. And like. Even like like from the intro video, it's exactly what you want if you're yep. like hardcore Tony Hawk fan. If you're. Um. Actually, just, would yeah, you describe like, yourself uh, as a hardcore Tony Hawk fan? I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Although, no, I, I don't know if me uh, humming and hawing there says much to my heart. <laughs> um, I, I weirdly, like, I had missed three and four, and so I went from, like, one, two, and then underground. Uh-huh. And so, like, I always, like, see some people, like, have, like, the, like, oh, three, that's, like, that's the peak of the series. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> three is fucking good, though. Right, you and me are on the same page that underground is the peak of the series. Yes. You get off the board. There's this, uh, Can you get off the board in Underground 1? Is that one? that one, or is that the other one? That might be Underground 2. Mm. No, Underground 1, you can get off the board. Okay. Yeah. Set up tricks. That's great. I love that. Yeah. And, yeah. The, and there's, like, a story mode about your rise and fall from stardom. 
No, it's mostly a rice. Yeah, but do doesn't your career, like, collapse when your shitty friend, like, fucks you over? Yeah, but that's, like, even before your rye. It's like you... <laughs> You've, like, gotten to a certain point, and then your friend fucks you over. Okay. And then you get back. I see. And you have, yeah. like, one last um, skate competition with them in your hometown. And it's, yeah, like, for the tape of you doing the, the coolest move ever. Right. Over a helicopter. That uh, is sick. Good-ass game! That he, that he stole from you and then edited himself into, like, a version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... And then there's a secret thing where if you play the game again a second time, uh, that cutscene plays where he challenges you and then you just punch him and take it. Great. Yeah, and then in the sequel, he's like a character, but all, all he does is get shit on. Sometimes literally. Yeah, because the sequel hmm. is like technically the same like character, right? Yeah. It just has nothing like to do no with what happened before. Yeah, it's it's now that you're a professional skater, you have joined Tony Hawk's team against Bam Margera. Bam Margera. Bam Margera's team. They have some kind of elaborate and bet between them about like who can do more skateboarding based mayhem around the globe. Yeah, in uh Tony Hawk Civil War. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. I really liked Thug it, 2, but I also think that's probably the game where like the cracks are starting to show. Yeah, that... I I was recently talking to someone that I am a secret American Wasteland fan. I've I never was played say, that I think one. I played that one and it was good. Or at least it, fine. It's like... Yeah, it's definitely at the point where it's like, okay, you're just kind of repeating things here. Yeah. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. It's, you know, got that punk aesthetic that I enjoy. You can't be a girl in the story mode, which sucks. No, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you can be a girl in the Thug 1 and 2 ones, though. Right. But they clearly did not expect anyone to ever do that. Right. Which leads to, like, uh, stuff where your character model is using the men's restroom or talking, or when asked about how, like, oh, you love, Ru like, Russian chicks, right? And you go, like, hell yeah. <laughs> Which just makes them a trans lesbian. So that's the real representation. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was a teen boy when I played those games, so my thing was always going to the creative skater and just uh, making a girl skater with just the height and boob sliders maxed out. <laughs> what a God bless you, Luke. go back in time and just punch myself in the face. Um, so yeah, I, I played the Tony Pro Skater demo. It's only Warehouse 2 Minute, but that's all you need, That's baby. all you need. That's all you need. That's it. That's the game. I keep seeing people say, I like, do... I don't know, that area outside the windows looks pretty, like, detailed. It seems like you can go out there. I'm like, uh-oh. I, I mean, there was... There was, like, one... an extra space to the warehouse, Yeah, in Thug 2, there's, like, yeah. you can break through a door, and there's, like, another yeah. area of the warehouse you can skate in. I bet you it's just the yeah. same thing, but in Thug 1, you just can't... Or in, uh... Tony Hawk 1, you just can't open it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do wish that you could play some of the other skaters, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want my Rodney Mullen. Sure. That That's really what's happened, is over the last, like, year, I've become huge Rodney Mullen fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, he, he does cool tricks. Yeah. Like, the, the one trick they show him in the intro is a handstand 
that he then, like, does a, like, flip out of into a manual. That's pretty cool. It's fucking sick. I saw it, <laughs> yeah. and I've lost it. Yeah, no, that whole, that whole <laughs> video was, like, scratch and itch I forgot I had. Uh-huh. Uh, and so I, I still wanted some um, roguelike stuff. Um, and so I, I downloaded Dead Cells and played Del- Dead Cells. That game's fucking good. Yeah. That game's pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I managed to get to the king's, uh, like, court or fucking whatever, king's room. Throne room. There we go. Uh, on my first day of playing it and then have not gotten back since. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's how it goes. You have, like, one yeah. really good run and then you're like, what did I do? Yep. What was the key? Well, and also, I have been trying to get, like, the other runes and shit, so... Yeah, at, at some point, like, getting the equipment is more important than actually beating the game. Yeah. Uh, but that's really fun, and then Rogue Legacy 2 came out, and so I've started playing some of that. Um, they have not changed the humor for worse. <laughs> Great! Mm. Yeah, you were telling um, me about that. Yeah, like... There's all that, and then, like, they, they're still doing the thing of, uh, like, oh, all of your, it's, you know, the first game had the thing where your children went on, and they would have different, uh, conditions, and right. that would cause certain things. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, like, nostalgic, and everything's like, has, like, a sepia tone, or... Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like... Like, perfect memory, and it's so you can, like, know all of, like, the map stuff. Mm-hmm. And they still have some of that, and some of them are more, like, extrapolated and kind of, like, not based on stuff that real people have. Right. Those are good. Uh, like, Cartographer, which is you get the full map, but you don't know where you're on it, so you have to keep track of your, it yourself. Oh, sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like, that was really good. Or D.Va, which has a giant spotlight on you and all of the monsters. That's good. Oh, yeah. Uh, but nothing else. And then when you defeat a room with a lot of monsters, uh, roses get thrown onto the screen. That's yeah. cool. I like that. So, like, that stuff's really great. Mm-hmm. The stuff where it's like, oh, you have, like... And, like, and then, like also, like, there's other stuff where it's, like, IBS, where it's, like... Okay, you just fart a bunch. Like, that's sure. a real thing people have, but also, like, not a big deal. You gotta have a fart um, power. Yeah, you gotta have a fart power. Um, but then there is, like, there is one where it's just, like, fatigue syndrome, and it's like, oh, everything you have is on cooldown. Oh. Come the fuck on. Yeah, it's just, like, that's not needed. <laughs> yeah, just, like, come up with a different <sighs> or, name for that. Lazy, I just did it. Yeah, like, not all of this needs to be tied to real-life stuff. Right. Which I, I think is just, like... When I played Rogue Legacy 1 that recently, like, that was, like, the big, like, mm, this that part did not age well. But then, yeah. like, well, they're making Rogue Legacy 2, so hopefully they do better with that. And then, like, no, they haven't. Like, they've done better some ways, but, like, that just makes it more frustrating that they didn't with others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I guess they can like, still a, fix it. Yeah, that's also it's in early access, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not giving. I'm not going to give them benefit of the doubt. I'm just hopefully. Yes. Um, with feedback and everything. Um, yeah. But, and also, there's like a weird communist joke in the beginning that like and like 
of and also like healthcare joke. Mm. That's weird because like the first thing, the whole upgrade system is you're building your castle, right? Uh, like in the first game, and the first thing you build is your is the stairs leading up to it, and then that's the uh, universal health stair. Which okay, dumb pun, sure, sure. Uh, and I mean, if you if you like have a certain condition, you get more money from the castle. Or from the, like, you know, fortress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but it's like, oh, you've decided to, like, you know, tax the rich and uh, give to the poor. A contentious, you know, decision for sure. Um, and then the thing to upgrade that is, like, the description is, uh, socialism keeps getting worser. And it's like, where are you coming from with yeah. this? Like, what's the... Like, I... It's partly, like, like that especially that second part is just like not a good joke but right like, i can't tell like what is like you're saying something or not <laughs> right yeah it's fucking weird hmm. and, but i still like the gameplay right, i right. was kind of after like a, a little bit of a hump of like getting used to all the new stuff that like wasn't in the last one mm-hmm. i am liking it a lot and the it looks great yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's basically all I've been doing. Molly, what have you been doing? I have been playing uh, Dragon's Dogma. Still, I beat that game, uh, and now I'm doing like the post game stuff. Um, it was a lot shorter than I thought it would be, uh, hmm. but like not. It didn't. Uh, there's a lot of cool post game stuff to do, and like that's I still cool. hadn't explored the whole map, so I'm just going around doing that right now, and that's kind of neat. Um, there's some stuff that I'm a little disappointed with uh, in terms of, like, the world they had built before the end of that game and then what it's like afterwards. I'm like, uh, okay, uh-huh. sure, I guess. Um, the I, I tried to go do the DLC stuff, but it's very hard, so I have to level up first in the main game. Uh. Uh, but there is still plenty of, like, hey, go find the secret boss uh, still left to do. So it, I'm not lacking for content at this point, which is nice. I gotcha. Um, otherwise, the game's fucking good. I don't know. Um, I picked up Risk of Rain 2 because that's finally out of early access now because uh, I wanted to wait for that to happen. So I haven't tried it yet, but I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, but I watched a bunch of uh, Zeta Gundam. I watched 12 episodes of Zeta Gundam. I'm watching that show. Uh, it's it's good. You can f- go yeah. figure. Gu- yeah. Gundam. People like uh, that one. People like it. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I, lo- I love the boy and the robot. And uh, Quattro Pagina. <laughs> it's just Pardon? it's just the best name. His uh, spoilers for Zeta Gundam that everybody already knows. Shar Aznavul changes his name to Quattro Pagina as his disguise, and everybody's like, "Damn, do you know where Char went?" And he's like, "No, I have no idea where Char went." Uh, and they're like, yeah, we know you're not Shark Quattro Bugina. And then some guy in the background later on is like, hey, I'm only going to call you Shark because it's your fucking name. And he's like, call me Quattro Bugina. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fucking good. Just that picture of the dude in the hot dog costume. Like, listen, we're all trying to find Char. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew where he was. Yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I, I am having a great time uh, watching that. It's uh, it's a good show, uh, and all, all all your faves return from Mobile Suit Gundam. So mm. it's like seven years later or something. So I see. Uh, it's still a lot of the same characters. They're just adults now and not 
child soldiers. Now they're just adult soldiers or mm. freelance journalists. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Do y'all want to talk about The Prisoner? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, God, yes, I do. Uh, we watched episode 15, like I said before, The Girl Who Was Death. Um, and we open on somebody turning the page in a picture book. Weird. Um, that probably means nothing. Yeah, that's probably nothing. Um, so we see a cricket match happening. Uh, just some, you guys, just some old men playing cricket. Um, some guy named the Colonel is going for what they refer to as a century, which I assume is just scoring 100 points. I don't know how fucking cricket works. Weird game. Isn't cricket um, like a game think... where it can go for like three weeks under some conditions? I yes. think it could go on for a long time, yeah. Uh, my guess is generally it doesn't, but I, I don't know. Sure. I don't know anything about cricket. Um, but, yeah, so there's a guy, um, and he's the referee has a sniper in his bag, uh, and he gets some binoculars out, and he's looking around, and he's looking for someone specific. Um, it's probably this blonde lady with the wild eye makeup. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. <laughs> She's got, like, devil horn, but they're white eye makeup. It is something. Um, and then the guy who is up to bat, uh, the colonel, um, like, he, the guy, the referee is looking at him with the binoculars, and he winks at him. Um, and then he hits one pretty far out behind a tree, uh, and then somebody goes and replaces that ball with a different ball, um, and it's definitely not dangerous, except for it's a bomb! <gasps> um, and the guy pitches the bomb uh, to, to the colonel, and he blows up. He's dead Yeah, now. but, like, that's... It- what the fuck happens? <laughs> <laughs> the, the there, okay, so the shot. guy pitching, yeah, he like he does his full run up, and then there's this wild shot like zooming in on his face, uh, yeah. and he looks like a fucking crazed man. Uh huh. It it's something. It's like over in a second, but it is it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> it's really something. It's very intimidating. They, they just learned what a fisheye is. Um, but there's a note on the paper that Six is looking at and he he sees that it says uh, Colonel killed one short of his century Uh, but he he moves on he's walking down the street Uh, we're in London I don't don't know if I would if I would put my man's cricket score on his grave (laughs) listen he was so close um but uh, he goes and gets his shoes shined by the referee guy. He's now shining shoes. Um, right. And he informs six of a guy named Dr. Schnapps. Dr. Schnips? Dr. Schnips. Um, and he is building a super rocket to destroy London. And he's got to figure out what he's up to because that's what the colonel was trying to do. And he could right. never figure it out. I feel like at this point you might be wondering, hey, wait, what about like... The village, or rover, or... No, fuck you. None of that in this fuck one. Fuck you. No. <laughs> this, no. This kind of isn't even an episode of The Prisoner. Uh, so, it's... Yeah, no. go ahead. Yeah. It was originally written... This script was originally written for Danger Man, the previous series. Hearing that kind of makes me want to go watch some Danger I Man. I kind of want to go watch Danger Man! <laughs> if this is the kind of shit they were getting up to on Danger Man... Because this episode 
fucking rules. <laughs> this shit slaps. This is like, this is to James Bond what Batman 66 is to Batman. Yeah. Yes. Um, like, the guy yeah, who's shining shoes like, gets a call on his other brush. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Ashley, what were you going to say? I, I was just saying, like, yeah, it is definitely, like, both a parody of and also just a, like, good spy story of, like, right. that they're doing. Is it? Is it a good spy story? I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. It's, I'm having it's a very great goofy. time here. Yeah, I'm having a great time here, but it is definitely, like, very silly. I don't know if it's right. a good spy story. I, again, and this is coming from someone who really likes the Roger Moore goofiest shit James Bond movies, so maybe my sure. love of, like, oh, sure. version of spy shit is skewed. Um, but I don't know. I thought there were some moments in this that were actually, like, uh, oh, interesting. I, yeah, I'm not saying it's not, like, a good or, like, a fun watch or anything like that. I just don't know that this is good spy fiction. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, and I... I'm just saying I think maybe my what I define as spy fiction is different than what maybe other people do. Sure, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, I think what me and Molly just mean is that like I think Tom Clancy might not get a lot of fun out of this one. Oh no. No, 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 no. But uh like when we eventually get to them like him downing all the drinks after being poisoned, I think is yes. very spy shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh sure. I mean like you gotta get you gotta get the po- we'll get there. Anyway. Uh, he <laughs> takes a call uh, the the um, shoe shiner takes a call on his other brush, and he's like, "Hey, go down to the record store. Uh, the guy will meet you there, or you'll get a message from the chief there." Uh, and then Six is like, "Here's a twenty dollar bill. Keep the change, idiot. I'm leaving." Um, and he goes down to the record store, and we see that the woman who was at that cricket game was posing in the window as a mannequin yes. uh, to listen yeah, in on she, it. She replaced a mannequin. Like, because oh, in the first yeah, wide shot. <laughs> yeah, there was a mannequin there. Right. And then before so we can process good. that, we cut back to the shoeshine spy guy, and he's like, oh, time to get back to spy it. And then some dude with just muddy, shit-covered shoes comes up. And he's like, oh, no. He's, like, so happy about his $20 bill, too. Yeah. Um, That's the only pay he gets. <laughs> That's why he plays doesn't pay him. <laughs> Um, so Six goes into the record store, uh, flips his tie up and shows the guy at the counter, uh, what he's got under it, which we don't see, but it gets him a specific record. This is the most John Wick part of this. (laughs) Hands of a gold (laughs) coin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That is also the bit from Hammer into Anvil, except it's real this time. Yeah, yes. Um... Uh, so he gets a message, you know, mission, go and destroy Professor Schnipp's rocket, just like the guy had just told him. Uh, but the mm-hmm. opposition has been one step ahead of them all along. He um, is like, uh, listen, this one's kind of fucked up, so give it a shot. We're going to let you do what the colonel literally just did. Uh, why don't you go play some cricket? Uh, so he puts on his finest sideburns and mustache. <laughs> it's just Patrick McGowan with fake mutton chops. What a gift. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But also, I, I want to say, like, while they do do the thing where number six, like, says a snarky comment and 
the record of the chief goes, what was that? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, so the lady pulls the exact same uh, plot to try and kill him. Um, but this time, Six knows it's coming. Uh, and he just catches the ball out of the air instead of hitting it. It doesn't explode. And then he throws it. And then it explodes. Yes. Um, so I, I don't know what that and indicates he, like, to me. He throws it to... Uh, like around where he thinks like the the ball was switched. Yes. Right. Like to uh, kill, I guess anyone who was there. Yeah, I assume uh, just by, by catching it, like it wasn't hit with enough force to blow up. I suppose so. Um, but we get yeah. that same shot of this dude throwing the ball. It is terrifying. <laughs> it's yeah. It's so good. He goes there, and it, there's just a like piece of fabric on a tree. That was like, you know, meet meet you at your local pub. Uh-huh. Hey, sexy. Written in lipstick. Yes. Hey, hot stuff. You want to fuck at the pub? <laughs> meet me there. Hard cut to ho- him pulling into hotel restaurant. It's so good. <laughs> Number six, his favorite establishment, hotel restaurant. He walks in and he says, ma'am, I would like one Guinness, please. Yeah. Uh, and he he takes a drink and he looks at the bottom of the cup and it says you, and he's like, oh fuck, I have to drink this whole thing to get my secret message. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, and he like, just, yeah, he looks he's around, like, shotguns this this whole thing. Yeah, every time it like, I almost assumed that he would have just like poured it out like into like an ashtray or something dickish like six dust. Right. Yeah. Or just but lifted no. the glass up and looked at it from the bottom. Well, maybe you couldn't see it. All the beer was in the way. I guess, I guess. But yeah, he finds uh, out there's a bomb in the lasagna. You can buy this glass, by the way. Thank God. Pris wants to get these glasses. <laughs> yeah, let's order some. Uh, because <laughs> at the bottom of it, it says, you have been poisoned. And number six is like, ah, oh, damn it. Ah, oh, beans. <laughs> I knew this would happen. <laughs> Um, but he, you know, he's having a good time drinking his beer at first, uh, and, uh, then he goes, well, okay, I guess I gotta get unpoisoned. So he sets the glass down, turns to the counter, and says, um, the lady goes, oh, do you want another? And he goes, no, I would like one brandy, please. And then he drinks it, and he's like, can you get me a shot of vodka? Uh, and then she's like, "Uh, okay. Uh, and then he just starts listing off all of the alcohols. Yeah. Um, and lines up a good dozen cups after he drinks all of them. Um, and she's like, you're going to be sick. And then he's like, excuse me, I have to go to the powder up in the little men's room. <laughs> <laughs> he's and like, you're goes, to this bartender's uh, top. It's good. It's like pink and lime green. It's like a... Oh, yeah. She's got a yeah. great look going on. Peacock design. It's a cool 60s look. Yep. Yeah. And then he... Maybe the most, like classy way goes to the rest the restroom to throw up yeah i i feel like Uh. it's very important to remember that for like the next good while in this episode you might not notice but he is completely like off his ass drunk well if he pukes all of this up he might not be that drunk i choose to believe he is i listen you can believe whatever you want i'm not gonna stop you I, I like to. Th- I, I guess if the alcohol got into his system, the poison would have, though. 
Yeah. Yeah, but also he does wear extremely dark sunglasses the rest of the episode. Yeah. So, like, and he does for no know, like, good uh, reason decide to start cosplaying his Sherlock Holmes. That is true. <laughs> I think he might be drunk for the rest of this. Um, um, so he goes to get the a lady towel. walks out of the restroom and she is in a latex like it's like a raincoat with this big. Yeah, with his, like, a big cigarette holder and, like, a big hat. Every single one of this woman's looks is amazing. Yeah, yes. yes. Absolutely. Impeccable. Um, but, yeah, he goes in there, he pukes, uh, and while he is washing his face off, when he pulls the towel, there is a fucking message on it that says, Upset Tummy? Uh, go to the go to the sauna or the steam yeah. room or whatever the fuck. I love to think of while well, he's sitting there just like shotgunning drinks to make himself puke. She was in the bathroom like pulling out a paper towel, writing this message, opening up the paper towel dispenser to put this towel back in, rolling it back up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, she goes through so much work for, like, her weirdly passive-aggressive shit, and I yeah. love it. I also well, love know, how the first chunk of this episode is nothing but, like, hey, come here and I'll try to kill you. Oh, I didn't kill you. Now go to this place and I'll try there. This is a Roadrunner episode. Yeah. 100%. But with yes. The, but with Patrick McGowan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, th- this next one is maybe the stupidest he's been. Uh-huh. Um, so well, he gets he's in. He's drunk. And... You can forgive him for that. <laughs> if he was drunk this, here, all... he should have sweated it all out. I guess. <laughs> also, maybe one of the funniest reveals of this entire show, and also, honestly, maybe one of the funniest reveals ever. <laughs> it's so good. Because uh, he is in the steamer. She is in the other one. She puts a broom in so that he can't get out, and like. Put something over his head so that it's gonna kill him. Uh, yeah, it's like a steam and... cabinet. Like he's just got his head poking out, and he's just getting yeah. steamed you in there. You have surely and then, yeah, seen she... these in like yeah. a cartoon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I have only known these for murder. <laughs> I only know them from like Molly said cartoons where like a big dog would get shoved into one and then get steamed, and then he'd open the cabinets and he'd have a tiny body but the same size head. And now he's stuck that yes. way. Yeah. I count that as murder. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's... Uh, but he breaks yeah, the broom and then gets up and he he's already wearing a fake mustache. Right. And sideburns, which he wasn't wearing last time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when he was drinking. He was just dressed normal gets, in the last scene. <laughs> yeah, he gets up and he is in full Sherlock Holmes with like a umbrella. <laughs> It's Inside so the cabinet. Funny. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, he should in... be wearing like a towel and nothing else in there, and instead he's wearing a Sherlock Holmes costume. And a full suit. <laughs> um uh, and so yeah. yeah, the the next uh clue he gets is go here at idiot. <laughs> yeah. Go to the go to this boxing ring, and also who would be a goldfish? Which I assume is a reference to him having such a short memory that he can't remember that this lady is going to kill him. <laughs> I Yeah, I have no idea what that second part was. Yeah, I don't remember what the goldfish thing means. It never comes back up, so okay. I think nope. it's just 
yo, you're a fucking dumbass boy. Yeah, it could just be that. Yeah. Um. So he goes to the boxing place at the carnival. Um. Killer. Uh. The the killer someone. I don't know. Killer Kowalski. Uh. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, there? That's, no. <laughs> no. Different guy. Yeah, I know. Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph is here. Uh. And he is. He doesn't have a challenger. Uh. And they pick the volunteer from the crowd, Mister X, who is six. Right. Um, and he's like, oh, fuck. I didn't think I'd have to fight a guy. This sucks. Uh, but, he, like, yeah, like, everyone, like, immediately, like, pulls him up, and he's just like, okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they, he, like, gets undressed, but he's still, like, wearing his, like, frilly shirt. Yeah. And I love his, his sunglasses. frilly shirt. <laughs> uh, and then the ref is like, wait, wait, wait. Takes off the sunglasses. <laughs> And the hot lady is here, like, shittily disguised as an old crone. Yes. Yeah, she is disguised as an old lady the same way I would be dressed up as an old lady in my elementary school play. Yeah. Yes. And, like, the only thing she says is, like, good luck, sonny. Because she's just intending for him to get fucking rocked by this dude. Yeah. Yes. Um, And then... Uh, we see um, her walk away, and then we have a commercial break, which cuts back to the storybook. Um, and then we cut back into the thing, and he is uh, getting ready for this fight. Uh, they get it on. Uh, Killer Karminski reveals that he was told by a lady that this was going to happen, and for him to go somewhere. I forget where the next one is. Yeah. Tunnel of Love. The Tunnel um, of Love, that's right. Killer Karinsky does also have a great look, a uh, great uh, line where he goes, uh, like, like careful with the punches. Like, uh, my face is my money maker. You're gonna put it back into shape. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to also, look fucked up. Also, the lady up. comes back, uh, not in disguise. Like, <laughs> no. why did she go in disguise? On her? <laughs> well, because she's tricking him. You see, so this yeah. is this is this is the second part of her Joker's trick. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, from this point on, she is not trying to kill him here. She is just fucking with him. Right. Yes, absolutely. And then um, just like smash cuts the... him riding a boat through a tunnel of love. Yes. Uh, and you see her, like, hiding out, and she's like, ah, ha, ha, I will be. She's, like, sucking on her fingers. She's like, I'm so fucking sexy back here, but you can't see me. <laughs> 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 I know Chelsea has given us shit for saying people are horny for something. Right. She is so horny for murder. Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, She's a murder 100%. pervert. There, yeah, there's no doubt about this one. Um, uh, but she gets in behind him uh, and starts talking to him. I've been looking all my life for a worthy opponent. You're the best. I love you so much. You're not dead yet because you're cool. Um and then mm-hmm. Six eventually does look behind him, and spoilers, it was just a speaker. This is a pre-recorded message. He has turned like, into Fuck. a pillar of salt. <laughs> so, he throws the, um, he like offhandedly throws the little speaker into the water, and then it fucking explodes, and he's <laughs> like, wow, good thing I did that. <laughs> yeah. It when looks- it comes to him in here, it look- he looks maybe the most drunk of this whole episode. Yeah. Yes. 
Um, so now they're just gonna run around the carnival for a while. Uh-huh. He's going on different rides. This is like kind of what I was saying is she's just being a dick here, <laughs> right? Where he yeah. keeps on tra- thinking that he sees her on a ride, and then it's not her. Nope. Yes. And there's like, as someone who watches a lot of like ride, uh, like run throughs. Uh huh. I very much like got like, oh, this is just like the sixties version of that. <laughs> yep. Sure. Uh, there's a creepy clown that's always laughing, like it's a mechanical cr- clown. Also, uh-huh. it's French. That's a huh? French clown. Oh. I don't know, it just looks French. <laughs> it's got that, it's got the look. What do you, whatever, go on, whatever, you're in charge of the episode now. <laughs> no, Molly, I'm sorry. We're sorry for, you know, not giving you the respect you deserve. Please, please explain to, like, the floor is yours to talk about French clowning. The fucking cloud looks French. What do you want from me? That's what I'm just. That's all I'm saying. He's got the outfit. All right. He's got the weird face paint. You mean clown face paint? Yeah, but it, you know. <laughs> I don't. I think that's the issue here. <laughs> Listen, that's fine. We can leave it. I don't care. I don't want to though. I want to <laughs> I learn. <do>. No. <laughs> I'm I, done. It's over. I think okay, the clown looks okay. Hungarian. <laughs> All right, asshole. Um, <laughs> the the back projected clip of six riding a uh, water ride is maybe the funniest thing. I know I've said that like five times this episode already. Yeah, yes. but it's extremely funny. It's just constant laughs. Um, yeah, there's they just use so a many bunch insert of... shots of them like running in front of a green screen that is stock carnival footage. It's really funny because like in other shots they are like at the carnival clearly. Yeah. Um, but like my, I was talking to Pris about it when we were watching it. Like they only have carnival shots of him from the back. So when they need to shoot him from the front, uh, it's oh, green right. screen, or like it's somebody yes. else from the back, and like yeah. they put him in the front on the green screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, oh, like, shit! That's why he's got the mutton chops and the hat and the sunglasses, so they can have a double. Yeah. Oh, that would do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Um, but, uh, he's on the, he's on the roller coaster with them, uh, and he, like, gets up to the lady, and then a guy appears in front of her, and is like, what are you doing? I'll beat the shit out of you! You talk to my girl! <laughs> yeah, no, because at the beginning of this whole sequence, we saw this dude photographing this yeah. girl who is dressed exactly like her. Did you recognize this guy? No. Oh, this is the camera dude, right? It, it's the kid from the, d- the cowboy episode. Oh, fuck. Wait, yeah. is it really? Uh-huh. Yeah, same actor. Oh, oh um, now that you've said that, I can totally see it, but he's got really dark sunglasses on. Yeah, and he's got a hat, and so a you hat. can see much of his red hair. But yeah, they were, I was reading about it, they were on just a really tight shooting schedule, and they're like, fuck, we need an actor for this scene. But, hey, cowboy actor guy, you were okay in that episode. Get over here. Yeah. Uh, He's um, pretty good here, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh... I also extremely find it funny that when he, like, jumps into this ride that's obviously meant for, you know, snuggling and smooching yeah. uh, with the lady, and then when, like, the ride stops and it goes uncovered, it's a different lady, and she just slaps it. Yeah. Yes, and, and he, he just, like, like, tips just, his hat. just tips his hat. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, the, the lady. The cutting in this whole sequence is so rapid and weird. There's, like, sped-up footage in some bits. This is a fucking, like, Scooby-Doo chase montage. Yes. Yeah. 
And then it smash cuts to like a Dutch angle of that mechanical clown. It's good. I love all of this. Uh, and then there's a car chase. Yeah. Uh, and then she just describes how beautiful his corpse will be uh, uh-huh. during the car chase. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then- uh, Ashley, explain to me what happens during this car chase. I, yeah, because I was like, I was watching this episode, and then it was like, at the end, I was like, wait, they never, what the fuck was that? Because I think she might be God. <laughs> <laughs> Based on what she does here. She like starts twirling her finger, and then the camera moves, and it, they're like swinging back and forth, and he's like, oh, fuck, I'm dizzy. Oh, Jesus. Oh, beans. She's like turning the footage of Patrick McGowan upside down. It's super weird and great. <laughs> and he does, like, a full 360 at one point. Yeah. yeah. And he's, like, acting like... what He wants to fucking smash in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, when she does her turn, and, like, he is, like, going, like... I'm gonna which, puke. He's gonna puke. Yeah, which also made me think that they were still doing some... Him being drunk. Sure. Yeah. That's the best argument for it, is that whole scene. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because I didn't... <laughs> unless she, like, gained the power to warp reality, he must just you know, be drunk while he's chasing her. Hard to say whether or not she has. Yeah, you know what? I think both explanations are equally likely. And, like, for a second, I was like, wait, did he get, like, hypnotized at some point And that's what's happening? Right. Could be that. I don't fuck. I don't know. Or is this just a weird thing that they put in? Listen, the prisoner is uh, an abstract allegorical show. Sometimes you know the mysteries are meant to just be mysteries, and you there's no real answer for them. <laughs> oh wait, no, she's the moon. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's got that white helmet. Cracked it. Yeah, like exactly. That's right. She looks like Rover. Anyway, they pull up to Witchwood, um, and there is a, uh, a... No, but, like, witch woman. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and, uh, there is a butcher, a baker, a candlestick maker, uh, set up. Like, these are the three, uh, like, stores that are there, and then he starts hearing her speak to him over the, um, like, there's a loudspeaker system set up here. Um, and she's like, oh, this is where we're gonna fuck, I promise. Like, this is gonna be great. My name's Death, by the way. Uh, and I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. But first, come in, come into my lair here. Come into my super not booby-trapped lair. Uh, and he's like, well, if you said it's not booby-trapped, I guess I'll come on in. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, well, I guess if you you invited me, so. Yeah, that's very sweet of you. Let's, let's go. He goes hey, in real there. quick on the just because we were talking about like interpretations. Do you want to know a, a theory about this episode? Oh yes, please. <laughs> this sure. is the same episode we were reading from last time. Um, most of the story is an allegory for the village. For example, the scene in which number six is in the butcher, baker, and candlestick maker shops. These scenes reflect number six is trying to escape the village, and when he does, he gets shot at. Uh, but authority doesn't even want to give him the satisfaction of winning, even though he won fair and square. What? <laughs> no dog it's no dog 
<laughs> Another part is the beginning when death is trying to kill number six by simple methods. This is very similar to the beginning episodes of The Prisoner, where authority tries to crack number six with simple done-before methods. That's not true. That's just not true. <laughs> I don't know. It's on this website. Yeah, I guess I got ejected with dream drugs in episode three, and that was pretty normal. <laughs> That's pretty run of the mill. Well, if you follow their <laughs> the right uh, watching order. order. Yeah, right. Of course, of course, of course. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Oh, my God. Nobody has ever watched a TV show correctly, huh? <laughs> no. Only like, us. not even one time? Yeah. No, we're doing really good right now. Yeah, we, we had to wait till this one's over if we did it right. But I think I, I feel confident. I'm yeah, pretty I'm sure feeling we okay have. about this one. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, um, uh, Death is like, hey, this is where all of this ends, so come into my booby trap place, uh, your reflexes can't save you, and you're gonna die fast. And he's like, oh, uh, bet, and then jumps in. Yeah. She's like, do you wanna play, uh, I wanna play a game. <laughs> this is extremely, somebody watched this and then invented Saw. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, so, uh... A lot of them are, like, again, parodies of booby traps, especially, like, the mind stuff is especially... Uh-huh. Uh, ridiculous, um... But first we get the automated machine gun. The automated infinite machine gun. <laughs> I do... Yes. Not to, like, slow us down, I do love when he's first going in... He, like, tries to break the door down, but it's not locked, so he just eats shit immediately. <laughs> it's, really it's so good. Um, so he takes the gun, he takes it off the, like, the uh, platform he had, or she had set up there, and, like, he goes into the next room, uh, just firing away, and, like, shoots at a fake man who had a balloon for a head, and then it pops, and he's like, oh, shit. And then he falls through a trap door, um, almost onto some spikes... Um, but he saves Fucking himself because he's holding the gun. Level design. Yeah. <laughs> he saves himself because he's holding the gun, and it's wider than the trap door was. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, well, I didn't expect that, but don't worry. I've thought of everything. And then the spikes start to rise up, and she's like, also, idiot, they're electrified, so if you touch them, you die. <laughs> yeah, but also he's wearing, like, uh, shoes with rubber soles, so I don't know what his problem is here. Why'd she even bother making them spikes? Why not just make it an electrified floor? Great question. Because she wants to go the extra mile, Luke. That's why she is going to get Bond Street. Yeah. Um, but he saves himself by knocking down, like, a little, um, uh, I don't even know what, to, a tray. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, wow, nobody's ever thought of that before. That's really hot. Uh, anyway, you can go into the next room now. I'm gonna... We're going to fuck once you're in there. Um, And then he starts shooting at the loudspeaker. And she's like, well, that was rude. I don't appreciate... We are not fucking now. Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, because there's just Um, a second loudspeaker in the room that she keeps talking to him through. Yeah, Uh, this is definitely the worst escape room of all time. (laughs) Um, So there are mines all over the floor in this room. Uh, and they're all going to explode in 90 seconds after he throws the first test stone to see if he can drop. Um, but then he climbs a very hot pipe um, to the end of the rest of the hall. Uh, and then he yeah, goes into the next room. Yeah, which does feel like the most saw shit in this. Yes. Yeah. 
He has to burn all his fingerprints off. Right. Yeah, like in uh, black. Yeah. So now he's in the candlestick place, uh, but all of these candles are made of cyanide. <laughs> so that's <laughs> yeah. uh, poisoning the room slowly. And when he goes, okay, I will simply leave the room, uh, a bunch of steel uh, barriers drop, uh, blocking him in. Yeah. Um, and so he's like, okay, well, what if I just blow out all the candles? And she says, ah, 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 if you blow out the candles, they will explode. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so he tests this, and sure enough, fucking blows up. It's such a fucking, like, grade school, like, no, I have the can- My power beats your power times infinity. Yep. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's um, so stupid. One of... <laughs> one of... One of the trivia facts of this is like, you know, error. Like cyanide would a- gas would actually kill you instantly. And I'm like, buddy, you're shut the fuck up. Do not up. get what they're doing. <laughs> shut your entire ass up. Um. So she's like, listen, I got you now. You're gonna die in here, and that's just how it is. And your corpse won't even be hurt because you're gonna die by cyanide gas poisoning. You'll be very pretty when you're dead. Uh, and he's like, well, I don't like that at all. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the bellows that are in here from the blacksmith's place. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to line up all these candles in front of a wall and blow it the fuck up. And you know what? That works. Yep. Um, that's why you don't give the, that's why you don't give your prisoner bombs. <laughs> right. <laughs> that he can move. Nope. So he gets out. It's just I fucking also... the, like boss in Mario two where like they throw bombs at you. He just picks them up, throws them back. Yeah. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Um, uh, I also love that, like, he always has to, like, do one test thing to be like, oh, okay, she's serious. Yeah, he's like, well, you know, she could be she lying. She might be lying about out. the exploding candles. That sounds like bullshit. He's like, I believed everything up until now, but exploding candles, pfft, no. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, wait. Well, I, I don't think he, ex- he felt like the minds were true. That's why he threw the thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because, like... Tiny, invisible, but highly explosive mind. Yeah. It's, it's also some, like, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, my, I'm immune to poison, actually. Right. Um, so he gets outside, uh, but unfortunately, Death is standing up at the top of a tower with a fucking minigun and yeah. just starts laying into him. Uh, and he goes and hides in a shed that is holding, uh... A fucking uh, tractor? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, like a, a, bulldo- a, a bulldozer. bulldozer. Thank you. That's what I'm looking for. Um, so he's like, all right, um, well, I will simply use the bulldozer to block all the bullets. Also, Death is now yeah. wearing like a World War One German helmet with like a spike coming out of it. Yes. And it's but still all white like she is always in. Yeah. Yes. All white um, everything. And... Earlier on, she says that her father was a genius because her dad's the scientist. Right. Uh, and, but he, the war ended before he uh, could, could truly London? show his genius. Yeah. And her her dad and her are Nazis, right? Probably. Uh, no, her dad is just Napoleon. I, yes, but she is in like German gear. I think that uh, this episode is a cartoon, and you can't like. You know what? Fair. That that's on me. That was me overstepping the boundaries of this show. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ashley, what do you think her death traps represent? <laughs> all, all right, let me let me send you my very good they might be giants interpretations. <laughs> <laughs> that joke's only for me and Luke. Yep, but I liked it. Um, all that so she to starts me. throwing stick grenades at him. Um, it's she, and also she's doing it very sexily. So don't think that she stopped that. You say um, sexily, but every time she throws one, she goes, Wee! Well, <laughs> yeah. at the end, she starts saying wee, but at first she's like, Ooh, I'm throwing grenades. Ooh. Yeah, true. Um, and then she does start saying wee, you're right. It gets less sexy then. She, um, yeah, like she's just like shooting like mortar shots and grenades. She's just having a ball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he's like, Jesus Christ, lady. And then she gets out a full ass bazooka. Yeah. Uh, and then decides, well, like, also, I guess I'll just kill I for- him. I forgot that she, like, was originally going to throw three. And then she's like, nah. Yeah, one at a time. Better <laughs> one at a time. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, um, she takes so, out a, an RPG, blows up the bulldozer, presumably kills him, and then just starts touching up her makeup. That's that's how death be. <laughs> we stay in a queen. She's a bad bitch. <laughs> I want a lady called Death Fan Cam. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go. Um, so she leaves. She like looks at the wreck and she's like, damn, that sucks. Anyway, I'm going to leave now. Uh, and then he comes up from out of the sewer like, ah, ha, I've tricked her. Right. He inexplicably got under a manhole cover before the rocket hit. Yeah. Uh, so he mm-hmm. starts uh, walking. Also, my favorite part of this is they definitely did explode that thing. Um, and then they put it out because the ground is very wet. Yeah. Um, so he starts stomping off uh, and follows her to a helicopter that she gets into. And unbeknownst to her, he jumps on the back uh, and is like, I'm going to take this seat on the ride. Um, and takes he she takes him all the way to the base which is a lighthouse out in the middle of fucking nowhere uh-huh uh in my in my version of this this is when uh he gets sober okay sure <laughs> um, um and also basically this entire episode has been uh her being one step ahead and him getting out of it at the last second and now he has finally gotten one up on her. <laughs> yeah. And yes. been ahead. And uh, now he will just continuing to get, uh, be one step ahead. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, because she considers him a non-entity now. Right. She, As far yes. as everybody's concerned, he's dead. Um, this so, helicopter definitely lands in the same field where they were playing cricket earlier, right? Uh, it definitely yeah. lands in the same field it took off in, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but he follows her to the base, uh, and then he enters Bioshock's Columbia. Uh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, there's a there's a lighthouse out here uh, that their uh, base of operations is at, and he follows her inside. Um, and we meet Napoleon. Um, yes. Oh, just oh no, I'm sorry. Oh, he walks oh, around yes. at this point. That oh, the whole sequence with the death trap gauntlet was amazing. But there's a lot of this episode left to go. They might have kind of, like, played their hand early and not really have anywhere to go but down. And I was so foolish to not trust them. You are so wrong. And you know what? I'm glad. We're all glad that you were wrong. 
Yeah. Um, because somebody comes around, um, and comes down from the top of this tower wearing a Napoleon outfit, uh, Six knocks his ass out and then takes his Napoleon jacket and is like, I'm Napoleon now. <laughs> um, also, there's a bunch of, like, pictures of Napoleon hung up around this place, and I think, is that Catherine? Sure. I don't know. I don't I know. know I, I, think fucking... it's Genev- I think it's Genevieve, his wa- his daughter, who is... Oh, that makes sense. Death. Okay, okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, uh, he puts on the, uh, Napoleon outfit, um, and then we cut to the actual Napoleon, who is scolding all the other Napoleons and telling them about his Grandmaster plan, and he's like, uh, okay, great, so once we've conquered London, once I blow London up, you guys can have the Chelsea football field, uh, and, you know, we'll, uh, we'll move on. He's also doing the thing... That, like, you know, Napoleon and other people do in pictures where they have, like, their hand tucked into their shirt. Yes. And he yeah. sees that all of his guards are doing it, and he slaps their hands out there. He's like, oh, everybody's doing it now. It's not cool anymore. He's like, stop it, stop it. I'm the cool one. <laughs> it's so good. I, I, I love this because, like, up until now, like, it's been very silly, but, like, uh, Death, I guess that's what we're just going to call her. That's her name. Death is, like, still... Yeah, that's true. Um, she is, like, a big but, like, still, like, scary kind of-ish villain. Sure. Like, she is threatening, at least. Yes. In a way that, like, even... It's like this has been put... And then, like, the most cartoonish villain ever. Yeah, Death is uh, a goofy version of a spy fiction villain. Her dad is a Batman villain. <laughs> Yes. Like, complete with an army of, like, costume-coordinated thugs. Yes. Like, if, it's if, one of the, if they were wearing just henchmen yeah. as a shirt. Uh-huh. Goon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Patrick McGowan definitely kills a guy by dropping him down a manhole. Oh, yeah. After he's knocked him out, just puts him down there face first. That guy's dead. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Patrick McGowan then plays a game of Hitman. Yes. Because <laughs> he gets into the armory he just, and he like, just starts fucking with all the bullets and all of the the pipe bombs. Yeah, he just constantly starts knocking out people and throwing them into a big pile. Uh-huh. Yes, starts making a bunch of like backfiring guns. Um, we cut back up to Napoleon and he's like, "Okay, so we're gonna rename Nelson's column to Napoleon's column. We're gonna rename the uh, the tower to Napoleon's tower, and then you know my little girl here are gonna have Bond Street to herself, obviously." Uh, and, you know, you guys, you can have the Chelsea Barracks. So everything's tight. This is what the plan is. How do you guys like that? And everybody's like, boo. <laughs> also, uh, Death is now in a full powdered wig. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking good. Um, but apparently they have different, like, representatives from different countries. Or something. Like, he's like, is the, is the Welsh... Uh, you know, the yeah, Welsh like, minister here. I think that's just, like, the henchmen, like, they each have their gimmick. Right. Oh, they, that's how they're designated? Yeah. Well, O'Rourke's missing. Uh, mm-hmm. and he was the Irish guy, obviously. So, uh, mm-hmm. they gotta go find him. Um, and they send somebody down to look for him, and he was the guy that Six knocked out originally. Uh, so somebody comes down there, and he has to knock them out again. While he's working on all these, like, grenades and stuff. Um, 
And then we cut back up to regular Napoleon, and he's like, the countdown has started. And then uh, Death taps him on the shoulder and presses the start button. It goes, now it's started. And he's like, oh, God, yeah, thank you, thank you. I forgot to start the count when I said that I was starting and, to count. And he's like, as I said, it's still counting. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's weird I, because the prisoner usually, even when it's funny, it doesn't do, like, out-and-out gags like that. No. This guy has the most incredible body language, like, oh, in yeah. the world. This, this guy, spoilers, he's number two. He is selling it like nobody's business. Absolutely. Love this yeah, man. like, the whole thing where he's, like, set, like telling what he's going to name each of the places. He's, like, adjusting his thing because it doesn't fit quite right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, going, like, well, I guess we'll name this, you know, and obviously this. It's just, like... He's really funny. Yeah. Yes, he's really good. Um, the guy who is um, six is down there. He's working on all the stuff still, and all the henchmen come down, and they're like, "Hey, have you seen O'Rourke?" And he's like, "No, I haven't seen him." And then they're like, "Oh fuck!" But he had to have come through here. And he's like, "Yeah, he must have." And then he starts beating them all up. Uh, mm-hmm. And and he, he just has the two like grenades, like the type of grenades where it's like the. Wood the stick, stick with grenades. the thing on top. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he just, like, throws the back end, like, just hits the dudes. Just bonks them. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, um, so- it, it is still, like, extremely comedic fighting. Like, he is, like, hitting two guys' head together. Yes. Um, And then, like, he goes outside once he's knocked them all down. Everybody gets back up. They all grab a gun from the rack. Um, and then they try to shoot him. While he's getting in their speedboat. But he and stops and just like casually leans on the railing and just looks up at them. He's like, hey, y'all, what's up? Uh, and they shoot and all the guns backfire and they're all knocked out. Um, but then he, when he goes upstairs to try and confront the uh, to confront death and uh, her dad, um, he uh, is met by death and she has a gun. And she's like, yeah, this one's not going to backfire, buddy. And he has the most shit-eating grin on yeah. his face as she captures him. He's like, ha yeah, you're so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he's no, like, don't shoot me, ha you're so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> also, something I really laughed at is when they... All the like the henchmen get guns. They are like in a spot to get guns, but they all like make a like clockwise motion around it to get to like their guns. Yeah, yeah those yeah. are you know they got assigned guns. Must have in the in the army. Uh, anyway, um, she ties him up just by the wrists, and she's like, "Check it out. This is a mountaineering rope. It could hold an elephant." And he's like, "I have to remember that next time I go climbing with an elephant. That's very smart of you." Um, and they uh, explain the plan that the lighthouse is the rocket, and he says six says it at the same time as Napoleon. Napoleon is shook. He's like, "Oh fuck! Oh <laughs> yeah. Jesus! He figured it! Oh my God! I can't." Okay. Well, anyway, I'm gonna leave. You got three minutes before this whole thing blows up. Uh. So. I... Uh. Yes. <laughs> He also, like, Napoleon, like, gives it away before he, like, explicitly says it, so... Right. You could almost see that, like, number six is, like, saying it just, like, as he realizes it. Like, he yeah. solved it. Yeah, rather than knowing the whole time. But Napoleon's right. like, oh, fuck! Yes, it's so good. Um, but eventually, 
Uh, Six realizes he can escape his bonds because there's just a cushion at the top of this weird chair that he can knock off, and it's the only thing keeping him tied to the chair. Um, Extremely good. Death and her dad are piling documents into a folder, and he's like, listen, I really need my records. History's very important to me. Also, if we don't have this, uh, then we can't just make new ones later. They don't make paper anymore. So Why wouldn't he pack I, it up before the countdown started? I, you know, we're not thinking about stuff like that. That's not what I'm worried about right now. It's I'm worried so about good. Yes. Ex- well, so first you get like you, you get J- uh, Six's James Bond line where she'll go like, "Oh, like isn't this exciting? You'll be the first one to know when it's hit." And he just goes, "I'll go to pieces." Yeah. It's good. There's so many good lines in this. Yeah. Then she like shoots back like, "Please think of me when you hit town." Yeah, so uh, good. And like, I love that. Like, they are both like that. She's acting so fucking calm, and then the second she is out of sight, she's like, "All right, fucking put it on, put it on, put it on." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, how does this? How does this go down at the end? I forgot. I watched this last night. And I uh, he he jumps, uses the rope to uh, get out of right. the, um top of it after like. Doing some shit. He just fiddles with uh, all the dials until the control panel explodes, and that you know stops yep. the rocket. And he's like, "Yeah, okay." Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he uses the rest of the rope that she had and she left in there to climb down the lighthouse. Right. Uh, and he gets in the boat before they do. The only boat to escape with, uh, and he takes off. And they're like, "Well, fuck, this sucks." Well, they get the uh, Napoleon at first grabs one of the guns, and she's like, "No, no, he's." Fucked with those. Get the grenades that he obviously has not fucked with. Right. Oh yes, I forgot about the grenades. Um, and they try to throw them, and it does not work. I don't know yeah. how or why it doesn't work, but it doesn't. Yeah. So he has. Oh, he loaded all the stuff into the stick rather than the actual like top grenade part. Right. So right. they try to throw yes. the top grenade part at him, uh, and they realize, oh shit. Like, those uh, handles are ticking. Uh-oh. Uh, and then they explode, and the lighthouse explodes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a very obvious model that's very good. Oh, it's I so good! I love that they went to the effort to get a model to blow up for this. Yep. Uh, and um, then... And also... <laughs> someone like, oh yeah, the grenades don't work like that. And I'm like, no, that makes it so much better. That yeah. In this universe, you just throw the top of the grenade... <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. Because I was like, well, that's not how those fucking grenades work. Uh, when I was watching this last time, I was like, that's, what the fuck is happening? Uh, but then I realized, oh, this is a television show, of course. <laughs> Forgot like, about that. This is a television show, and this is a, like, over-the-top, jokey version of a television show. Right. Yes. Um, but the resolution, there's still two minutes left, and uh, those two minutes tell us that Six was actually telling a story in that storybook we had mentioned earlier. Um, and the canon is that he is telling a fake spy story to a bunch of kids in the village about yeah. how he saved London from a mad scientist, and it is the most darling thing in the world. I love it so much, except I, for this big racist doll in the middle. Yeah, of I was going to say, it, it is, yeah. the, it's a great scene, except for the horrifyingly racist doll that takes up most of the frame for the beginning of it. Yeah, but all the kids are like, oh, tell us another, tell us another, and he's like, listen, maybe I'll come back tomorrow night and tell y'all a story, but for now, 
you know, you gotta go to bed, and we'll uh, we'll see you mm-hmm. later. And then we cut to two's room, and I, it is I yes. We were talking last episode was the first time we saw kids, and now there are kids again. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking about this scene when you were talking about the kids last week. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't even know Ashley. Because, like, this t- last time we were like, well, we could say that those aren't actually yeah. kids, that they are. But this time it's 100% kids. Yeah. And yes. Are they from parents in the village? Like, are they kidnapped? Or are these child soldiers who do child war crimes? They're yeah. just doing small child war crimes. <laughs> I said, I, I'm going with the theory that, you know, there's a lot of people trapped in the village all their lives. They're going to have kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they're the allowed to have like, sex. It's like, there are no parents in this room. Yeah. Yes. It's also um, creepy yeah. to think about, like, it, this is not even hinted at in the show itself, but it's creepy to think of kids growing up in the village with, like, no outside reference against it, you know? Yeah. Yes. So the end of the episode is uh, we see two uh, and he turns off the screen. He's like, what the fuck? I thought putting him with some kids would loosen him up and maybe make him drop his guard. But this man would not be off his guard if he was talking to his fucking grandma. So fuck this. I hate this job. (laughs) (laughs) And Death, uh, who is another, obviously a woman in the village, just goes, well, I thought it was a good idea, but I guess that didn't work. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think she's number eight. Yeah, it's always number two and number eight. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the end of the app. Uh, what a fucking delightful episode! It's so good. Yeah, like yes. the, the last shot of it is six looking at the camera that he's been oh, being right. spied on. And then he goes, puts a fucking clown toy in front of it. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, sends he... a clown emoji to number two. <laughs> ah. Uh, yeah, he goes like, "Good night, children." Looks the camera wherever they may be. Yeah. <laughs> People generally, because when you look at like the fan orders and shit, this episode is right where it is in the normal viewing, and the like argument usually is like, well, clearly we've gotten to the end of the show. Like the village is out of ideas for what the fuck to even try, and he doesn't even like take them seriously as a threat anymore. So clearly, we just got to get to the finale now. That's stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is one of my favorite prisoner apps, but I do love this episode of television. Yeah. Yes. It feels so impossible to compare to most of the rest of the show. Yes. Yeah, it like you like we said, it makes me really want to watch Danger Man. Yeah. Oh, oh but we got good, questions. What a good fucking episode. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Questions. I said we're told the tale of a cat and mouse game between Six and a woman who just wants to kill him so good. Ask us about spy flicks, death traps, and Napoleon. Uh, from at uh, Smoothie Tootie, how would you attempt to kill number six? I simply would not. It's not possible. <laughs> yeah. I he would kill I, me immediately. I think I would point out that he's being a real sheeple by eating and breathing, and if he really wants to assert his individuality, he's going to have to cut that out. No, you know what the real answer is, is I would just be a woman in distress, and then when he came over to comfort me, I would just stab him, and that would be it. It would be over immediately. Yeah. Because he cannot resist my feminine wiles. Or just, like, do the beer poison thing, but don't tell him he has been poisoned. That's true. He'll just do it. (laughs) 
He'll just die. He doesn't care. Hmm. Guess I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From Positronic Woman, when it comes to parodying Spyflex, how did the girl who was death compare to Debs? I have not seen Debs, so I'll leave this to you. This is not a comparison you could possibly make. No? I don't think. They are way different things. Yes. Um, like they, they're both spy parodies, but like in such a different way. Mm-hmm. And also, Debs is trying to be gay, which, uh, they, which the prisoner has never attempted to, nope. except when it did. <laughs> well, yeah, it's never attempted to. That doesn't it's mean never it's attempted never to. Yeah, it just was. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. From at Tabletop Camera, this is probably mostly an Ashley question, uh, but what's your favorite bad spy movie? For everyone else, uh, what sort of death trap would y'all set for six? I feel like this is different enough from the how would you kill number six because it's, a, it's specifically a death trap. <laughs> yeah. My, my death trap would be the same as my plan to kill him, honestly. <laughs> it's, still, it's still the same trap. Yeah. Just have a like trail of photos of women yes, leading to a room. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, I would just like, get all of his least favorite people together in a room with him to talk about how much they love eating and breathing. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll stop doing it despite them. He's such an individualist. Yeah. Um, and my favorite bad spy movie? Hmm, that's, that's tough. Um, I probably gotta go for... Uh, sorry, like, I'm actually, like, <laughs> thinking way no, too hard yeah, about this. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, you should. I I really like Live and Let Die, which is like shitty for like a lot of reasons and like uh-huh. bad for a lot of reasons. But it's just also like so fucking ridiculous. Sure. The bad guy dies to inflation. Now like, when you say that, you gotta be more specific. He, James Bond, for some reason had a uh, bullet that was like for sharks. Okay. And. It like would make the sharks expand and blow up. Okay. Be- by filling them with air. Don't know why that like is such specifically for sharks. Yeah. Um, but he does that, and then he sh- he shoots the main bad guy, <laughs> and it kills him. Great. Um, and also, um, there's a hitchman named T. He. That's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, the main bad guy is named Mr. Big. Yeah, of course. Like right. Sex yeah, in yeah, the yeah. City. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, the Bond girl is named Solitaire, and she's a psychic. Okay. Fuck. And a uh, well-known uh, dancer and ca- uh, character actor, uh, Jeffrey Holder, plays Baron Samedi, a voodoo god. Okay. I am... I admit I am struggling to wrap my head around how all of these things fit into a single movie. At one point, James Bond goes to Harlem and he's like tailing a dude and he like is being all sneaky and spy shit. But then they reveal that everyone he has like been in contact with is working for Mr. Big. And it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that makes no sense, but rules. Right. So, yeah, that's that's my. Great. From Adelaide K. Hurst, where's Rover been the last few eps? He's tired. Uh, we saw we saw Rover. He tied up. He lassoed uh, number six last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, right. Yep. 
He's up in the sky. What do you want from him? <laughs> he's busy. He's busy regulating the tides. He's all, he's also got kids that he's taking care of. He's yeah. got kids. What are those guys going to jerk off to if Rover's always out <laughs> chasing six around? Honestly. Those guys just haven't seen a woman in so long that they're like, mm, this it's round. Oh. <laughs> they can just oh, go upstairs. Boy. There's lots of women in the village. Eh, no, they, they have to stay there. Yeah, ain't that always the way. From Saul, uh, Amia Lucet, uh, stylish pickle hob the, later, uh, the lady is sporting. That's the German World War One hat. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite helmet? Favorite helmet? Oh. I do like the pickle hob. Just the, like, lone spike. Yeah. It's both very goofy and also kind of cool. Yeah. But also, as people pointed out, and especially in Night in the Woods, like, ain't that a fascist thing? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> right. Are there any helmets that aren't fascist things? Like motorcycle helmets. Those are cool. I guess those are cool. Yeah. Like, really, the only helmets I wore are skateboard helmets and bike helmets. And right. those are cool. Yeah. I mean, safety's cool, kids. Wear a helmet, <laughs> but... Yeah, obviously. Proto Man's helmet in Mega Man has sunglasses built into it, so that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Uh, from At The Dead God Lives, what's your favorite death trap? What kind of death trap are you most likely to survive? Oh. My most favorite likely death to survive. I, I like a good spike pit. Spike sure. pit's good. You know, nothing wrong with a um, classic. I, yeah. Um, I Gotta would very easily survive the poisoned beer because I would simply not drink it because <laughs> I hate beer. <laughs> I think I could survive the one where, like, the room is, like, the walls are coming in. Uh-huh. Because I'm already very thin. Right, there right. They wouldn't yeah, be able yeah, to easy. close tight enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, what's a death trap I could survive? I'm not, like, very physically apt. Sometimes, like, people, especially when the movies were popular and I was more in, like, film circles. Yeah. People would be like, oh, could you survive the, like, trap from Saw? And I was like, honestly, if I woke up in that situation, I'm like, yeah, I'm dead. Just, um, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, same. So I have never watched Saw per se, but I've seen a lot of various Saw movies because a kid on the bus would watch them on a portable <laughs> DVD player, like, in what chunks every morning, fuck? and I would, like, sit behind them. God. I'm like, well, this is more interesting than everything else on a school bus at 7 a.m., so I guess I'm Kids watching Saw up. with no volume. And I just remember one fucking trap from one of those movies where it was like, there's a glass, like, platform above this woman's head with a key that she needs on it. And there's, like, a, a like slot to put her arm through. There's two slots uh, to reach up and get the key out. And she reaches up, and it turns out to be, like, a severe tire damage. Like, you can't pull your arm back out without cutting up your wrist thing. Yep. And her reaction is to then shove her other arm through the other slot and have the exact same thing happen. What? Like, Why? What, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Well, surely, <laughs> this can't happen a second time. I must have just picked the wrong side. You can just put your hand in the, like, both hands in the same slot to hold the blades down. 
stupid. Yeah, whatever. Dumbass yeah, lady. I could survive that death trap because it wasn't hard. <laughs> um, the only Saw movie that I, I I don't like horror movies, but like I can appreciate the ideas of horror movies, I guess. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the only one I kind of like, that's like a good concept, Is was the first one. Right. I just, I think the twist in that one's cool. What's the twist? Um, spoilers for a super old movie that, um, there's like a dead body in the middle of the room, the entire thing, and then it turns out the dead body is the killer. Like, he's uh. just not actually dead. He's just there, like, setting up all the traps, like, when they get, like, when they pass out. That is good, yeah. And so, like, as, like, they finish, like, their body, like, just, like, slowly, like, sits up. It's, like, a good moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fucked Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> um... From at Bookcase Queen 96, do you think those kids uh, were real kids that were either born on the island, brought to the island because they're actually spies, or just robots? What option is the most existentially horrifying? I think the robots is the worst one. The robot angle. I also want to consider uh, child actors. Oh, man. Like, I, I just want the second he leaves them to be like, oh, man, like, you know, hard to work with, hard to work with. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite, speaking of horror movies, one of my favorite stories of, like, behind-the-scenes film is when the dude was, who played the clown in It. Uh-huh. The titular It. Um, oh, the It. The It. Um, they, like, did a thing where, like, oh, they kept them, kept them, like, apart from, like, the kids and didn't show them what they looked like. So they, like, the first reaction would be, like, more real because movies are dumb. Mm-hmm. And, uh... He does it, and, like, he's, like, doing his whole big performance. He's, like, yelling in this kid's face. And he's, like, this kid is, like, starting to cry and, like, like just, like, real bad. Yeah. And during this take, and in the back of his mind, the actor is, like, oh, fuck, I'm scarring this kid. Like, I am, like, doing damage to him. Uh, and then, like, it cuts, and, like, the kid goes, <sighs> Really like your choices for this one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, all right, fuck off. <laughs> um, from at Tense Perfected, what would be the worst food drink to find out you've been poisoned by? Oh. Hamburger. Yeah, how I would, come? The, I would be, the, the, I would the, be the bottom bond just <laughs> <laughs> I would be so upset. Yeah, yeah. I feel like just, I, uh, what about, like, a bag of chips? And you've been, like, eating them for, like, a couple days, and then you get to the bottom of the bag, and it just says you've been poisoned? Fuck! Like, it's too late to do anything. The poison's in your system. You're not barfing. I also just, like, wouldn't notice, because I wouldn't look inside the bag at the end. That's true. It'd have to be, like, a very bright color that catches your eye. Yeah. I also think it'd be funny to do that with a, uh, thing of, uh, uh Pringles. <laughs> yes! There you go! Oh, wait a minute. Oh, hang on. Uh, and then that from Pidmon, last question. Uh, what would be the point of alien in Rube Goldberg death trap in case you've ever betrayed and put in yourself as an ironic death? Um, wait, what? I think the question is if you had a Rube Goldberg death trap to kill people with, but then you fell into the death trap, what's the failsafe you have built into it? Oh. That only you would be able to activate to get out of dying. There would be, like, a thing of, like, 
an ins- on one of the things would be like an inscription of like two women, and if you like push the lips together, it stops it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. This is so much like to ask of me right now. <laughs> right, you have to come up with a death trap and then figure out. I mean, and a failsafe. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to come up with a death trap. I just came up with that's the true, failsafe. That's true. Mine, there's just a uh, contract sitting out that just says uh, all the dumb math bullshit I've ever said. And if you sign that you attest that you believe all of it, the death trap stops. Jesus. <laughs> just one's a prime number. Five is an honorary even number. Trapezoids are, or triangles are just trapezoids if you think about it. You have to sign would- off on each of those and then the death trap. Just let you I go. I would fucking die. Sorry. <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, you, you know you know the saw thing I just said? Yeah. <laughs> if I woke up and that was my situation, I'd just die. <laughs> <laughs> what I really love is that there are definitely people that listen to this show that don't follow us on Twitter and just heard me spout a bunch of horse shit. Uh, Someone yeah. just got, like, super angry right now. Trapezoids <laughs> are the only 3D, 2D shape. I'm sorry. That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Have you ever shut the fuck up once? Nope. Even one time? <laughs> Never. Um. Anyway, my <sighs> death tra- my big death trap is it looks like it's going to make a huge um, uh, axe like hit you in the face. Uh huh. Um. And then when it does, uh, the axe just barely misses you. But there's a gun on the top of the axe handle, and it just shoots you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's it for questions. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, everyone. Luke, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find other shows I do on AudioEntropy.com, such as Let's Place or mainly Idle on Playtest. Uh, an actual play podcast that IGM, it is two different campaigns releasing on alternating weeks uh, in order to playtest Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, a game that me and Molly have made, inspired by yeah. Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Molly's on one of the campaigns. It's a good time. It's fucking good. It's good as hell. Yeah, uh, Ashley. Uh, you can find me at your brain with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. Uh, and you can find me also at heynacackle.com and patreon.com slash Minor. Give Ashley your fucking money. Give Ashley your fucking money. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with Y-E-R. You can find me at audioentropy.com. You can find me at ineedmayo.com. New Amory score out now. Uh, come Whoa. come get your mayo. Um, oh, shit. Yep, it's out there. Uh, we, we managed to record an ep because, uh, M had taken a week off podcasting. I was like, perfect. Jackson's free. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, we, we put that out. Enjoy. It's a very good episode. I promise. Um, and, uh, journal update is also on the abnormal mapping network, um, where my partner Nora and I talk about games that are heavily involved player choice, uh, as the mechanism. Um, so please give that a listen. We're going to be recording, uh, for dishonored Two. uh, this this week or next week probably actually um so if you uh-huh. send anything to uh journal updated at gmail.com we will answer your questions and you can send us about anything it doesn't have to be about dishonor 2 but uh you should ask us about dishonor 2 um 
is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, Patreon.com slash Molly Rinback. You can go to AudioEntropy.com. Hit that little donate button in the upper right-hand corner. Give us a little bit of money for the website, for the hosting on there. Tell your friends about our podcast. Tell your friends yeah. who have been listening to a very cool Prisoner podcast, and that they're going to be done soon. So you could just you could just barrel through the whole series and then listen to all of us talking about it. Just it's tell them we're the first people to ever watch The Prisoner. To ever watch it. We There are no other Prisoner yeah. podcasts. <laughs> None. That's just a fact. That's just a true thing about podcasts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Thank you, everybody who has told people they know about our show. We really appreciate it. It's the only way anybody ever learns about podcasts. So, um, we appreciate anything. Um, is there anything else, y'all? Luke, do you want to tell us what the next... Do you even want to do a summary for the finales? I don't think we Oh, should. yeah, I do, baby. <laughs> okay, Luke does. Trust me. I can't spoil you on what's about to happen. Okay. Uh, next time, we're watching episode 16, Once Upon a Time. Because all other attempts to break number six have failed, number two decides to engage him in a game where one of them will end up dead. And all right. episode 17, Fallout. After witnessing the trials of number two and number 48 and meeting the president of the assembly, number six escapes during the chaos that follows. Oh, boy. Are you ready to meet the president of the assembly? No. Well, at least I'm pretty sure I'm not. Do either of you have any predictions about how this show is going to end? I genuinely have no fucking idea. I don't think we're going to learn a lot. Uh, I think it's going to be fucking weird. Uh-huh. Um, I basically agree with all that. Uh, I told Luke... I remember like one or two things from when I watched it because people suggested it was like into the, uh, the end of the Evangelion TV show. Yeah. But also the stuff I remember makes no sense and I'm I, sure that that will only continue. I definitely understand that comparison. I see where they're coming from. Uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be wrong weird. And stupid. What, what's that? But they're wrong and dumb. <laughs> no, no, there's definitely parts of it where I'm like, oh yeah, this is Evangelion to me. <laughs> Which is amazing. Um, but, yeah, you're both right that it's going to be weird, but what excites me is I it's going to be weird in a way that I don't think you're going to be able to predict. It's great. Great. Nice. By the way, the the thing I get as angry about as Molly does about any watch order yeah. is even Gellion watch order where you watch the movies, like, midway through the last two episodes. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you gotta mix them. No, fuck that. The TV show ending is perfect, and it doesn't need fucked with. All of, all, everyone else is fools. We, actually, no, We this is the second podcast to watch something right. Me and Luke watched Evangelion, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> We're the only we, ones, too. Because we watched the TV ending and agreed that it was better than the movie. Two for two. The movie's good. It's, like, interesting, but it's not better yeah. than the TV show. All right, all right. We were getting off. Yeah, this is not topic. this is not the prisoner anymore. No. Um, but until next time, be seeing you clowns. <laughs> Get their ass. Shame them.
Are the clowns French, though? 